<sighs> We're back, and you are with Villain Cast, BJJ Antiheroes, with myself, Chris the Villain Pains, weekly podcast featuring either my fellow black belt Naki Arshad on our show Reap the Week, or compelling interviews with personalities across jiu-jitsu. But before we jump into this next show, a thank you to our Patreon subscribers. For exclusive video content and online coaching, you can find out more via chrispainsbjj.com. Or you can join our Discord channel to put your ideas through for future episode discussions. For now, though, take two. It's six in the morning. Uh, good morning, Preet. Good morning to you. Um, awesome. I'll try and uh, remember what we said last time. This is our second attempt at this. We had internet connection issues. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's an early start. Thank you for getting me out of bed at 5.30 in the morning to record this. I look fresh. You look fresh, although it's only 8 o'clock for you. Um, yeah, so uh, we, we were, we, we, before everything kind of went wrong, um, three years ago we did this podcast. Um, wasn't as slick as it is now. I didn't have great lighting behind me or a webcam. Um, so kind of meant nothing if I had good lighting or not. Um, and you weren't uh, as big yet. It was mid-pandemic and there was nothing else to do. Um, but since then, defensive BJJ has exploded. I think it was actually Amsterdam pandemic year you mentioned the idea of defensive bjj at the uh imnari camp um so it has been three years since then um but uh when you get a, a large internet profile uh reddit the bastion of great conversation for the internet finds you um i think it's quite good that we get to talk because i've been probably i'm probably the external student the external party uh, out of Estonia it's probably played with your stuff the longest uh, but compared to people who have maybe only seen your your work via YouTube or the Fanatics DVDs Defensive BJJ or maybe the Odd Seminar maybe they get a different picture of what you can be like because the idea that you are solely defensive and have no offense and can't tie your defense to offense my jaw can attest to that not being true um, and my arms as well. Uh, so this is essentially a podcast to set the record straight, sir. Um, there has been some discussions recently on Reddit regarding um, does your uh, work ruin white belts? Um, we'll start there as a discussion. Yeah, yeah there's been a few. Um, the one was, yeah, like, uh, does it set back some white belts or whatever? Um, I I always and there's other ones that I actually very appreciate that I'm I'm uh, the the Reddit picks it up you know the how to how to kill my turtle then uh, the the um, something like yes there's like a the uh, topics popping up but um, it's strangely usually with that topic that you mentioned the uh, setting white belts back was. Um, some critique is uh, okay it's bad for white belts you know and then i guess the message is it's more advanced because i'm advocating turning you know turning your back and everything else and then um, then other people say no 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 it can't be white belts you know who uses that whatever in a higher level and it's just for beginners you know and so i i've seen i've heard arguments for both like it's it's advanced you shouldn't teach that to beginners uh, because the turning your back is evolved, and then it is for beginners, because 
uh, it is safe or whatever. So um, I don't, I don't think so. Think that way. I think just it is, and it, I find it's useful in what I do, how I roll, and then I obviously I've taught this to our people in in the gym, so we see benefits in there. So. Uh, but I guess people like to differentiate them. But a lot of lot of the things come from, I guess, a, a bit of misunderstanding. Uh, and, um, you know, whatever videos people have seen randomly or I, I would say it seems like uh, a lot of people haven't taken the deep dive or they have a, they have seen some earlier material, you know, earlier videos. And um, that's why the you know that one one topic was that how my defensive structures hold against power rides, and uh, like like a Greg Greg, Greg Jones style of uh, passing when he pins the leg, you know, and avoids the side control and stuff. But I, I feel like it's always bad to say like you know ah oh, you don't get it you don't get it. It's um, I've rolled with some people who do that. You know, one is I, I think Sven Groten. He uh, uses power rides, I guess, uh, in his style. And he has actually said in Amsterdam seminar that he does them because of my defensive structures, because he doesn't want to go to side control having nothing. He wants to, you know, stay there on the hips and get underhooks maybe, you know, get better control and then advance. That makes sense. And um, I think some other people also uh, have tried. Uh, but... I understand why they would say, you know, then I think the comment was like, you know, it doesn't work. And this is what I do all the time against people who play, let's say, running man. And uh, they pin the legs and they, you know, force belly down and then, you know, choke, choke them. So uh, I, I could see it happening. And, you know, I would never say that nothing will happen or nobody will take my back ever because, what I do, I'm always saying like I'm. I my job is to be aware why the back is taken, or make other people aware why the back is taken, so we can have a solution. You know, because sport happens, things happen, and uh, it's not like oh, it's just defensive and it can't get through. If people fight, you know, stuff happens, but it's more more yeah, like being aware, and then getting to the level. I think what we also find that the structures. Uh, we have five of them at the moment. Uh, the five of the they they um, make they let people um, how to say it. Uh, people uh, look better when I put them in a structure, even with their let's say beginner. If they don't know much in certain like side control or whatever positions, if I put them in a structure in the, the defensive structure in a in a in a situation, they look better. Uh, compared to how less experienced they are you know so i can already like uh, get them going you know and then they make then it, then they make it there so to speak so they don't have to discover certain things on their own uh, structures does it for that for them and uh, then they i guess they have to understand why it works and everything so i find uh, and also like when i roll whatever we're blabbering here left and right but uh when i use it i need time against other black belts you know and that's the uh, one way to slow th things down using those structures give yourself a breathing time and uh, so yeah I, I have no clue how it ruins white belt white belts and um, I could you know I can understand that if white belt uh, white belts are not let's say let's say working with me or really getting that deep dive and they just know one move you know 
um, I know actually people that, let's say, only do running man, you know, and I'm telling them like, this is not enough. You have to do them all. You know, they all have their reasoning. And uh, some people have taken uh, like a bits and they're playing with that. And then they run into problem because maybe you need sitting turtle. Maybe you need a turtle. Maybe you need to move around and they can't because, oh, I like this and I don't know how everything else works, you know. Uh, so I think it's a, it's an interesting problem that uh, people have picked up my stuff and um, maybe they're not working with me directly, you know, trying to figure it out on their own. And maybe they're beginners and obviously them some higher belts. I've, you know, that, those messages I, I get enough that, uh, you know, somebody's a beginner and then higher belts are telling people that don't do this, don't turn your back. And uh, they have those conversations and um, people want to talk them out of those things because I guess also if you hire a belt and somebody beginner tries to do some, some of my stuff, maybe they get destroyed, you know, and they, they get discouraged. And uh, then obviously it's easier for like the higher belt say, oh, this is, this is bullshit. Uh, you know, they, they just take the back and maybe they even, if they haven't checked what I do, they have their own opinion after that, you know? And um, so it's a lot of, uh, yeah, I agree that I also, what you said that people who I guess come to the seminars or people I roll with or something, and there seems to be a, a like a different mindset uh, with them that actually, you know, let's say know me, and what I do, and I guess I also can attack. And then there's totally like a different online present that people are watching it from outside and uh, like a judging what I do based on the clips that's it, that are outside that, us, that are purposely limited to, I, I don't put everything out by purpose. And there's not much rolling videos of out. That's also... I'm always saying I'm trying to fix it, but, you know, I guess I guess when I do, then I do. But uh, people, uh, I guess, them, them, yeah, so me rolling with other people, if those videos will be out, maybe it will, maybe it will fix something, but probably the people will find something else to criticize. I don't mind that. So, and I always thought that me doing seminars or doing a lot of camps, you know, 10 camps, basically in a year, it would do a little bit, you know, build a community that knows what I do, you know, and that they, they can explain and they had firsthand experience and everything else. So that was my thing that I was hoping that, you know, I expose myself, I do camps and obviously people see what I do, you know, and then we don't have those Reddit things. Uh, but, and also, you know, I, I'm not into like proving Reddit wrong because in a way, you know, in a way, I feel like you know they don't matter because it seems like I always say that um, that if somebody's really interested of knowing what I do, let's do a Skype call, let's do a podcast, whatever. We can have like a non-professional talking through online um, with some you know easy software, and uh, then we record it and put it publicly up to YouTube, uh, like uh, Reddit, you know. And uh, nobody has taken up that that offer yet you know and uh you know and so i was like yeah let's do it if you want to really know i'm going to debate you or explain everything in reddit it's not the easiest medium to talk through because it's just draggy and if you really want to know i'm willing to talk you know i'm not i'm not saying like i'm avoiding conversation and uh nobody has taken that on so 
so that I find also strange that if you're really interested, you know, why wouldn't you do it, you know? Uh, and um, that kind of kind of shies me away a little bit of their opinion or, or you know, I'm not saying in a bad way, they don't matter, but it's like, um, if you really want to dig in, I'm willing to talk about it. And if you're not, if you just want to be shallow and go, it doesn't work, doesn't work. And um, just recently, somebody says, uh, like uh, in Reddit was, oh, tell me a person in high level who uses that, you know, and then bro chip nobody, you know. And I, and some people came out like, you know, Lachlan Giles has talked, you know, that his back stuff was inspired also from what I do. His turtle stuff is in, inspired of what I do. Uh, and there's a lot of, there's, you know, other people also have said that, you know. And uh, then oh, I, I didn't, you know, I haven't checked today, but then obviously there was no answer to that, that, you know, because uh, I guess he hasn't checked out Lachlan, you know, other people haven't seen all the videos that other people have seen. So it's a lot of stuff like, oh, who who does this in a high level, you know? And um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, like a puzzle. So I kind of left it alone a little bit. Uh, the Reddit stuff, I just see what they do. And I guess I share the topics and, and uh, see how it goes. I rarely say something uh, because I don't see a point. It usually goes, uh, it goes wild really fast because one guy actually came from, from Netherlands. He came a year ago, I think he came to the uh, gym here where I was uh, doing this, uh, you know, giving my information out. And he was coming from Netherlands, some other reasons from Finland also, but also he came to my classes and he, he talked about his experience and what happened. And he was really happy. He was very skeptical first. And uh, he was really happy afterwards. And then, I don't know, after 10 posts, that Reddit topic went to shit again, you know? Nothing works. Preet is an asshole, you know? And then it's like, but that guy's topic wasn't about that. So I also feel that there's a... Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it's only their problem. I think it's also what I've done, like a personality thing. A little bit like, you know, how, how I... I guess I'm blunt or how whatever so uh, a certain way that Preet is an asshole Preet is like not nice uh, he's something something and then that also seems to irritate agitate people and uh, because a lot of times it's like okay technique but he's an asshole you know sometimes his technique is bad you know and um, like there was some like they com they were comparing my my turtle to Greg Jones turtles you know he, he also stands up these days and that's kind of funny actually uh, um, and then somebody said, yeah, I prefer much Craig Jones because he's way nicer or something. And Preet is an asshole, you know, or something. And so and there seems to be something about that. So uh, that is really, really, um, I guess I understand, but it's really weird that um, certain offensive, offensive layer is there also that people f have that towards me. And... Um, I, I, you know, like it's so strong, so to speak, and and uh, yeah, it's a it's already Reddit is an interesting conundrum, so to speak. The the word I learned recently to you know pronounce <laughs> conundrum, and uh, we'll see what comes out. I, I I don't think it's completely bad, and I guess we wanted to do this podcast to to talk about it a little bit, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But so that's my you know my uh, intro. Uh, blabbering about it so you can guide the conversation now <laughs> no it's fine um 
No, I, 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 a few points there. Um, so there's a, a like, I have said this to you before. I think there's definitely a, I want to say like a, a, a translation issue. Um, but I remember we had the conversation four years ago in Heidelberg after uh, I did defend everything, where we were talking about you know how how are we going to relate when it comes to to information. And I said, I'm just not as detail heavy as you are. Like your your deep diving into the mechanics isn't me. Um, never will be. But when it comes to the holistic reasoning behind things, that's kind of my bag. Um, and so when you put them together, it's like a Power Rangers Megazoid. It becomes super powerful. Um, and so I understand like, why uh you're doing it i understand why people get annoyed at it so i obviously get you know some feedback on on the defensive postures etc and the main feedback i get is oh i'm now surviving higher belts and it's been i've had some hilarious kind of conversations with people i've I've actually done privates with people where they said you know i'm using the postures but you know um how am i now supposed to, to get out and attack these people and you know occasionally they'll get me I'm like, okay, well, you know, what level are you? Oh, blue belt. And what level are the people who are getting you? Oh, they're brown belts. I'm like, so I'm confused as to the problem here. Like you're saying yeah. the, the brown belts are giving you a hard time and they're the only ones. <laughs> um, okay. Um, and it, again, it's one of the things that you have said previously at um, my school, for example, is that, when you're a white belt and you have no idea why you're dying, um, it's upsetting at jiu-jitsu. And usually if you're chucked into sparring and there are higher belts, you're just going to kick your ass kicked. But on a, on a larger scale, um, to say that, oh, who at a high level uses what you do? Everyone. Like The, the difference is, is that it's very much blended into jiu-jitsu. To say that, you know, because we, we deny people access to the armpit space. You know, that's one of the things and we have strong postures. You're taught to shrimp. I went to a Ryan Hall seminar 13 years ago and he even said control is based upon who inhabits the space between the other person's knees and armpits. And so the whole thing about Running Man and Turtle was just a purified version of that to, to highly express the ideas. I mean, you can fight open eventually. You have said this before. You can, you know, once you understand the reasoning why you're doing it, you can choose it. But, you know, taking it to the, the boxing analogies you've heard before, uh, you've said before, is that usually people are fighting with their hands down and they're just getting punched in the face. And then you literally explain to them, right, you want, you want to put your hands up then. Um, and then it's very clunky when you first start learning that in boxing. You put your hands up and your your, your attacks and your and your defense are disjointed and, you know, you can end up just covering up and getting whomped on a little bit. But that's what happens. Like you, you become, it starts to become more of the game. And I think the saltiest tears when it comes to uh, online detractors are, oh, yeah, but they're just holding this position and you can't get them. Well, probably because your attacks are shit. Like, if you can't, like, if someone's covering their face and you're going, well, I can't hit you anymore, well, it's because your attacks are shit. Like, I don't have that problem. Um, if I'm, if any of the students are playing those positions, or if I go to a gym where people have, have learned these things, never had a problem because 
I'm used to attacking this, those gaps. I'm not gifted them that you you have you pass someone's guard and just get gifted side control. You have to fucking earn it. You've said it before, like just because you pass my legs doesn't mean you pass my guard. You have to earn my armpits. Yes, and so um, you know we had, we went through a six month period of depression of we couldn't find anything because we realized our attacks were weak like we could do regular jiu-jitsu attacks we were finding side control relatively easy after after guard we then get introduced to the idea of maybe don't go maybe don't give up your armpit so easily and like ah crap didn't think of that one uh we then went through a six months period of not finding shit on anyone but over time you learn to become a, a more efficient hunter and there are people you know you watch any video of like half a mendez or any of these people they block you know, someone going behind the knees. They block, um, they keep their, their knees close to their armpits to try and, uh, you know, grilled chicken open guard was based on Braulio. Um, as I said, the, the hilarious part is because I'm not far from his gym. Occasionally, his, you know, some people of his um, lineage will get lost and end up in mine. And they go, what guard are you doing? Like, I, can't, I can't beat your open guard. It's like, it's your coaches. I, I got it via soviet vhs over here um how don't you know it <laughs> um so yeah so well i've also written something down it's like we also talked about you know who it's for is it advanced or or stuff you know you i guess you hear also danaher or whatever people are talking about yeah beginners need defense you know that's this typical reddit stuff also and oh beginners need to be like the uh, you know, advocating defense, you should spend like first white blue belt should be defense. And when the fun part is when they're so defensive, then other Reddit topics come up. No, 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 you can't be offensive. You have to also attack back, you know? And it's like, then I'm always like, which way is it now? You know, because I guess the point is the claim is I'm, 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 I am, you know, uh, creating stallers. And it kind of goes to what you said. I guess if you shut down really early and then, you know, you don't give them anything. It's a little bit denying the social game, you know, that is jiu-jitsu, that, oh, why are you shutting down? And it's so annoying to roll with you. So I understand that reasoning also. And I guess it's 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 a little bit about how the role spirit is. If it's a fight, then I can do whatever I want. You know, it's really like equal fight. I shut down. I, I deny everything. Is it a playful? Is it like somebody's better? Are we equal level? Is it smaller, bigger, you know, same level? So, I and uh, I, I really think that, you know, beginners should concentrate their first um, years, whatever, white and blue belt. It goes on. I think it should be going to black belt forever, you know. But uh, definitely beginners, so they're not getting submitted so easily so they can stay into game. And as soon as beginners get less submittable or harder submit, uh, higher belts find rolling with them really, really inspiring because usually I, I know that higher belts are avoiding, let's say they're they're bored rolling with white belts, uh, like beginners, let's say, who give them everything. You can do anything to them. It's like too easy, you know, they want a challenge. And uh, But if already like beginners are holding, you know, their armpits, whatever, they, they know what they're doing defensively, of course they cannot attack back because they're not there, there yet. So their job is to not to get submitted and maybe stay under side control forever, you know, uh, that being back on a mat or maybe in turtles, whatever. 
And uh, so then higher belts will find rolling with beginners way more interesting. That I know that from experience in my gym. And uh, then beginners get exposed to better jiu-jitsu because they're rolling with better people that find them interesting. interesting. Uh, so they get exposed to better jiu-jitsu. They will mimic better jiu-jitsu because they're rolling also a lot with higher belts. And then they get better faster. Other way, if no higher belts wants to roll with them, then they roll amongst themselves and they don't see that much good jiu-jitsu. You know, they're going to mimic each other. So I really find that uh, that we have to make beginners really, um, really like uh, acceptable for higher belts. I'm not saying it's, the, you know, it's everybody like this, but I think people understand what I mean and it's it's not wrong to say that. And um, so that's what well, one reason why you should have it, you know. And um, obviously you want to attack back, but first you're not there yet if you're rolling with higher belts, because if they're better, you know, they have to force things, not wait for maybe beginner open up and they just have an easy armbar. So, and I would say if beginners want to learn how to uh, like attack, if you ever if you are in a perfect situation like a middle of food chain. You have somebody that are more beginner than you. Then you train your escapes, uh, getting to whatever the offensive cycle. The term actually I don't like. Um, you do it um, on other beginners. Let's say if you're a blue belt, let's say rolling with brown belt, and um, you know you're surviving, but you can't attack back. Oh, that should be obvious. That's already a good win. That if you give a brown belt a good fight, you know, um, you should be you should feel good about that. Uh, I guess also I agree that brown belts would have to find better attacks. I agree with that. Uh, and um, so a blue belt, if you if that blue belt wants to develop attacks or even escapes, but let's say maybe he can survive, but he can't escape against that brown belt, then you develop that escape against white belts. Uh, you roll with them. You also play the defensive stuff. So white belts could attack. They're sloppy at first. Uh, so you have easier times getting out. You develop that false positive, uh, and uh, then you climb the ladder. Take a better, like a white belt. Take a heavier white belt. Take a lighter blue belt. You know those are might all sound like a perfect situations, but maybe you're not in that uh, privilege that you have different partners. So then you can also rig the game a bit. But most likely, you should use lesser skilled people or create a situation for yourself where. Even people that are equal to you cannot fully expose their will on you with certain constraints, and you can still do it. Get false positive, and then and then move up. So I, I get that question actually a lot. That the people are like, oh, I don't know how to escape. I can't. I don't know how to escape from turtle. And in a way, you know, I I, I put out the defensive BJ already like escaping um, techniques. You know, we're talking about the reverse underhook. The ghost escape. There's a lot of information, and I will keep doing that. And earlier years, people blamed me of not putting escapes out. You know, why don't you preach show any escapes? And um, then my answer was from from the goodness of my heart. It's like I don't care about escapes. That is, in a way, you know, that is not part of my research. Um, and I'm just doing this to find out the structures and how to escape from them. I really don't care. And I, I found it very troubling how many people that actually asked me that question, Preet, how to escape from them? It's like, have you tried? You know, 
first of all, that's many people who are like, ah, yeah, but not really, but I, I wanted you to tell me something. Okay, take a beginner and escape. I don't believe that if you have done jiu-jitsu six months and somebody's done it for a month and you're telling me you can't do escape on them, just try to pull guard. Maybe it doesn't work right away. Go back to the turtle, try again. And I'm I'm sure you figure it out. There's no like a pure technique, so to speak. There's different ways because the situation is always adapting and changing. We have like idea how to pull guard. So have you tried against lesser skilled people or lesser weight people? Again, maybe your level. And I, I'm surprised how many times I f- hear the answer, oh, I haven't done that, you know? And uh, again, I found that against their own kind or even higher, they have a harder time escaping. I was like, this is reality. You should, you should have a harder time escaping against your kind and higher belts. And uh, why do you wish that you could just escape by will against them? That's why they're better, you know? So you, against them, you have your job. And then you try to climb the ladder and against beginners, I'm a good, I'm, I'm a good example of playing defense against beginners. There are people that are, you know, not in my level, so to speak. I don't even know what my level is. It sounds like I'm in like some godly level, but, uh, you know, I can hold my own. But I, I do a lot of times uh, this defense and escape against people that are lighter or less skilled than me. And that's how I develop things. You know, um, I use a lot of times purple belts because they're, they're feisty. They know shit and they can punish the uh, mistakes. Maybe if I explore certain things so I get really quick, nice feedback, what to do, what not to do. And then I continue, you know, so that method seems to be i'm not saying nobody does it but that seems to be like a, that i'm always telling people and they're always like ah oh, i never thought about that i was like how do you train you should train with lesser skilled people more than half of your time because you want to develop attacks you need lesser skilled people and you want to develop escapes you need lesser skilled people and then maybe 30 percent, 35 whatever it is you train with your kind and then maybe 20%, 50%, you roll with higher belts. Because uh, other than that, you want to be in a learning process. And you want to be in a learning mood. And that mostly happens when you train with beginners. I would say even 50%, 60% of the time. And that's when you develop skill and you're, you're not fighting all the time. And you can uh, do the escapes, submission escapes, position escapes. You can dominate if you want, develop submissions. So that's also somehow... I feel very new to people when I say it. They're like, no, but uh, how you, what do you mean training with beginners? How do I get good, you know? I was like, you have to try shit first, you know? And then climb up and earn that and then do it against your kind. How do you do? You want to do right away perfect te- technique from the first try? It's like, no, nothing happens like this. You will mess it up. You don't know stuff. So it has to be dirty. And that's why you need beginners that you can do like that dirty technique against and, you know, still recover because they're less skilled and then you climb the ladder. So, so that is also, I find like very strange that I, I actually talk about it a lot privately with people. And this is how I get good all the time. And I, the, I develop my, my stuff. Uh, and um, so again, you know, that's how it's recommend when somebody asks, you know, how do I do escapes or, that that is the very good method, and I've used it myself. I've seen it; people use it. 
and uh, it's one of the best ways you know so that would kind of that's the answer usually towards those you know that blue belt against brown belt you know and then like you said they should be enjoying that that brown belt has hard time submitting them and they can survive you, they can't attack back so it's not even fight there they, they shouldn't be like oh you know i was doing good with brown belt you know it should be realistically that also the criticism has been like towards what i do that oh preach pre people consider not losing a win you know after rolling with let's say higher belts or something uh people always try to put words in my mouth you know but i know also like i i'm trying to be very careful what i say and uh i know some people have said oh preet uh, guys say this i ha- i have never heard preet say it but preet guys say it like this you know because uh i guess if you in a way it means something when blue belt survives a brown belt it means it's not going to mean oh i i won the fight you know but it means something so it has to be taken in the right context that blue belt survived the brown belt had a hard time and now it's not about the brown belt to tell a blue belt no 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 you need to open up you can't shell like this because uh, you know they want to feel better about themselves you know that oh i know it's a social a game but also the fight is not even because you're a brown belt he's a blue belt so you as a brown belt you are dominating and you have to create opportunities so stop smashing him uh give him opportunities to escape and try to counter and um, you know when they try something obviously if you just smash they can't do anything they shell by they they're doing this by 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 balancing the game out by shutting more down the more aggressive you are so if you want to actually have a social game i get really irritated by this because the the always higher belt say that oh they're beginners you're shutting down no you're saying they should open up no social game is because you're better you should know how to play with lesser skilled people is it like i'm a you know i'm a new father if i play with my kid do i kick his ass you know is it like my job to just dominate my two-year-old kid you know and just show i'm better and then no I will let him like I'm in Mount Bottom. I'm rolling with him. I'm like, oh, I can't get out. You're dominating here. I'm teaching my kid jiu-jitsu a bit, uh, but I'm playing with him because that is level. You know, I'm not gonna dominate him. So that is extreme, like an example. But then, brown belts and higher belts, they should know how to roll with um, with um, lesser skilled people, and that means don't dominate so much equal up the level you know maybe less pressure so they can you know uh, fight back they can try stuff because if you put pressure on they shut they shut down and i usually recommend uh, also people that you can control the aggression by if they're really trying to go after you you shut more down because you are the one that is less skilled so that's their job as a to, to figure out how to play a social game that is not your job then you're being dominated totally and they tell you oh open up because you have to escape no you don't you know so i think that the discussion is totally rigged towards the higher belts and i hear it all the time and i really really disagree with that and um and obviously it's a fight and stuff and then you know we we play but i i don't feel that kind of version it's also in a discussion there and um i hear all yeah oh they're shutting down and it's super annoying to roll with them and they you know they consider it a win no you have to know how to roll with people who are developing that are and, and you know 
trying to optimize the role, so to speak, that they want to also get a good feeling out of that, not get destroyed like every every six seconds, you know? So that is one usually that Reddit stuff that kind of comes out and, you know, that you see kind of triggers me, you know? So next one. <laughs> I think it's quite funny is I think the analogy you just gave about not beating up children is, I think I said the exact same thing to you in Heidelberg where I was using the analogy that I use it in, in class and I use it in, on this podcast. So anyone who's who's heard what Preach just said and, and like recognizes it, like down a shot, um, is in any, uh, you know, say I, I've got a nine-year-old son and if I was trying to teach him how to play football in goal, um, I have a choice. I can either blast the ball through his little body. Um, he ain't going to learn anything. I can chip the ball over his head. Fuck him. He's only, you know, four foot something. He ain't going to catch it. Um, or I can just, you know, kick it off the field. Fuck him. I don't want to play with it. Or because there's an adult and child dynamic, there's a power dynamic. Uh, I can kick the ball at the goal at a level that he may or may not save it. And if I do that, he will get better over time. Um, but that is up to me. I'm the one with the power. I have to choose the right path. I have to do the right thing for him. I can't just chip over him or kick the ball away. He has to be able to learn, but I also just can't blast the ball at him and kill him. Um, and that's uh, the same with all these dynamics. And, and Rob Biernacki, who was on this a few months ago, I love what he said, is that for most people, their main form of competition is their own gym in that there's that league, you know, considering we have this, oh, we're all, we're all on the same team, you know, team Eston or team fighting fit. But then, you know, we go competitions and support each other. But as soon as we get back in the gym, it's like, oh, fuck you all. Like, I'm keeping myself on the hierarchy today. And so when you have a brown belt looking at a blue belt, etc., you're like, well, you're lower on the hierarchy. And when that gets tested, because they may have a higher defense for some reason, um, it's a problem. And I think another aspect of it is I heard this as well when I was a brown belt, is I was, I was rolling with a black belt at one of the Globetrotters camps. It must have been about year one after, after because we've known each other for six years now, six glorious years. And I was rolling with a black belt who I was, you know, doing the defensive postures. I was shelling up. I was using running man turtle, then getting out and, and ankle locking repeatedly. And so he, he didn't get anything on me and I survived all his attacks. He was a very good black belt. And his main criticism of me was you're not fighting from the bottom. You're being defensive. You're not fighting me back. And I'm like, it's not my job to. Like my jo- It's not my job to give you controls and then try and fight back from a disadvantaged position as a lower belt especially um you're on top of me why would i give you gaps fucking earn them um if you can't find them fucks to be you um and i'll then find my opportunities to come out and get you back um but i think that's one of the the cultish religious aspects of jiu-jitsu sometimes is this idea that a person in a disadvantaged state like guard on their back or whatever can beat a bigger person who's on top bollocks <laughs> lies it's marketing nonsense uh perpetuated from the history of jiu-jitsu um we do our best to survive from the bottom like hopefully we've got a better skill level than the person on top but no way you are fight off your back. 
That's a bad idea. You won't be able to survive. You've made a poor choice. If that white belt's on the floor, it means they got fucked up at some point. They're on the floor. If they were winning, they were on top. Um, so now they're on the floor. They're, they're losing in this fight, in every situation, and now they have to survive. And one of those initial um, introductions I give to all this when someone joins is that, right, here, here are some things that are going to keep you entirely safe. Uh, if you do this perfectly, if you just keep closed down, doesn't matter who it is, we won't get you. But over time, you will start to leave these postures to start attacking. But you now have a framework of, you feel what defense is. You know what safety feels like. It's now your choice of when you do or do not use it. Sometimes you may not you may not use the posture and you'll get murdered. Cool, then you have information. Don't do that next time. But sometimes you may use the posture, do something that doesn't get you murdered. Cool, but you know if anything goes wrong, where you need to come back to. And that's maybe the missing link is that you know we we have these pitch battles in jiu-jitsu there's a a lack of objectivity a lot of the time um like we have the guard battle we have the side control battle and then someone just throws a spanner in the works and goes actually fuck you you you're not allowed to enter into that position on me and it's like well that's not fair like we're supposed to have the battle of side control where i'm trying to submit you while i have your head and your arm and you're going to try and do your best to survive hey like, and and fight back from this horrible crushing face position like, how does that, that make any fucking sense? Um, but it's it's the wider jiu-jitsu narrative. And, okay, yeah, like, you know, some people say that uh, not getting submitted means you didn't lose. Well, no, I understand, like, you know, if someone's on top of you, you're definitely losing. Because any other scenario, like in competitive BJJ, MMA, self-defense, being on the bottom definitely isn't a good idea. But that's up to a bigger discussion is that well why is this person on the bottom in the first place it means they've already lost in some way now they're just not trying to lose further because if they went into regular side control or went into got stuck in mount they're definitely losing they're definitely getting their head kicked in and it's this kind of like where your work kind of sits in that kind of pocket is you can have the, the wider conversation that okay well you know if you have really really good balance and posture and you know you've done a lot of wrestling you won't get taken down into the first place rendering everything that you say mute because you, know, you wouldn't have to use running man or anything like that if you never went to the floor in the first place cool well um maybe teach that to beginners but if they get taken down because someone has thrown them to the ground and they've got no guard because they're goddamn new beginners and they get their guard passed then they have something to survive is that a bad thing do they they are given and again like you know you've a lot of your work has really exploded in defensive bjj over the past three years i've been here for six um by and large i don't use it anymore i don't use running man or turtle like they, they, as they are prescribed um but i have a full respect and understanding for why they are there and the gaps and that could be a lot more freeform i think you've said it before is that uh well i've said it and we've both said it is that if you put your hands down in MMA or boxing, that's a choice. But you have to know how to put your hands up in the first place. If you want to put your hands down and expose your chin, have at it. But do you know how to cover your chin? If you don't know how to cover your chin and you're just putting your hands down, expect to get hit. <laughs> um, 
So, but, also, I, I don't want to defend, you know, preet guys. Uh, so, uh, I, I guess people can be abusive with that, you know, because it leads to other topic also, but I've written down a little bit. But uh, I, I don't think it's all, you know, those brown belts, you know, uh, because you have to know how to use it, you know, and it could be like maybe somebody's equally rolling and they're abusing that. Um, it's just even if they could escape, they're not, you know, and I understand that point. So, so also what my message is, I guess, is I'm doing my research and, uh, I was very, very, may, maybe even narrow, narrowly focused, uh, earlier years when we did this, uh, when it's just only structures and I actually didn't care about escape so much because we were trying to find out something else and, my interest wasn't there and escaping information is obviously out there in YouTube and you can find it, you know, that wasn't my job to like show how, because it's there structure weren't there. So that was interesting to find out. And um, obviously there's people maybe that can abuse and just shut down and that's not do anything. And that's also like, you know, you have to understand against who you do it. And maybe it's a stage also against your own kind, you do it, but then, I guess the message is also that don't abuse it. Uh, I, I guess I always said that, whatever. So never, it's never been my goal to just, okay, we're two blue belts and one shuts down and one is like, I don't, I, I don't know how to do anything. I think it's fun to test certain period against your own peers that are, are your level that can I hold it against them? It's a good test. But if you just roll this way all the time, and don't improve and don't play with beginners to improve your escaping and then try to escape against your own level using that structure also, then I guess, you know, you would be like, you can do it. I don't mind, but also you will have repercussions, you know, that people stop enjoying role with you because you are in that, that you are in their level and then maybe you just can't break through and you're not also escaping. So it, it's a tool and you can, I guess under overuse it. And uh, just also that's my message that if you test it, oh, it works. I survive also my own kind. And maybe it's harder to survive brown belts, you know. But, uh, and then, you know, go to beginners, develop escapes, go test it on your own level. You know, if it works, it works, climb higher. So it should be always the research, but also, I guess, jo uh, jo uh, enjoy it against also your own peers but and you know in some amount of time because they really if you use it extensively against your own peers they have time to adapt because first maybe it's annoying maybe they haven't seen it then you do it it's like ah shit you know but if you do it more against them but I actually recommend it more because now they have time to adapt and maybe in passing you know get some control before you shut down and I, I think their attacks will get sharper if they understand what the what the shapes are or postures. And uh, but if they're adapted uh, already, I don't know how that how long that takes. Who knows? And if they're adapted, then move on. Try to you know force escapes. Then they fail. Go back to the structure. Try again. You know. So you have to I guess use it also in the right way. And sometimes some people figure it out how to attack them. And some people have to be told that why you're doing them and how to maybe what to look for, because maybe they can't figure it out. Uh, so, yeah, so that's also my message that 
it's it's the tool and um, that usually leads to a lot of the, the main question i don't know maybe it's a main i consider it main like why um, why i'm so invested to defense i know somebody brought my name up in a Firas sahabi podcast like a year ago or something and uh, i was surprised that he has seen my things and his comment was also i think like in a in a lines of yeah yeah you need, but you need also attacks and um and uh, i was like yeah so and uh, the, i guess the message is also a little bit in reddit like why i'm so invested i and just got asked that question in a beach camp this year in summer uh, and people are like why do you do so much defense and then i roll with that person i said okay try to do stuff to me and then they tried and i really concentrated and i held my own and i i tried to do my best and they were like, ah, that's why, you know, because I couldn't get anything. I was like, yeah, this is what I can do. And and this pushes your attacks become way, way better because you're getting, you're used to getting things. And now I'm denying you things. And they had really hard time with me. And they were like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then, and I like, you know, if you are doing this and then you go, don't get pin, pinned so, so often, I guess. And then you can fight back from bad positions uh, to go to offensive cycles, you know, uh, faster because you're not getting crushed. And he was like, yeah, yeah, if the defense is good, you can attack way better because you're more fearless. I was like, exactly. So why is it hard to understand why you need defense? Because everybody talks about it, you know, defense, defense, defense. And uh, like higher people, you no, know, Roger Gracie always defense, defense. But I, I, I don't know the message is always lost that the people don't hear it. And uh, and again, a lot of good good matches are, you know, people attack. Good guys are attacking, so maybe the good guys they don't use so much defense. But so my my pseudo answer is always like they're fearless because they are good defense. You know, watch Jeff Glover. He turns his back in any occasion he can, and then he's fearless, and he can do whatever he wants after that because. Uh, your guard examples is you can be way more aggressive in a guard when you have very, very good side control survival. You know, your guard doesn't even have to. You don't have to even learn new submissions or sweeps. You just do the previous one better because you're not afraid to take risks because you have a black plan uh, B. So it's like a defense is really interesting dichotomy that that it's good to not use it, actually, you know. If you're not using it, it's good because that means if you attack all the time and then obviously defense is what you have uh, and then people don't see defense, you know, and then they see why you need defense because you're always attacking. But it's a little bit like a dichotomy of my good defense actually allows me to take risks and attack you that way and put pressure on you. And uh, my defense is actually deeper, not my, you know, best defense is on offense. But if I get bad bad position, I know that depth is there and I get out. And uh, so that's why defense is really weird that a lot of people don't see it. And then when I emphasize it so much and they go like, yeah, who uses that? All the good guys are just attacking all the time. I was like, yeah, because they have a good defense. So that sounds like a little bit like a trick answer, you know. Uh, but it is also true in that context, yeah. And uh, so why I'm also defense heavy is uh, I like it 
Uh, I never advocate that you you should roll the way I roll. I am the message that also is being lost that I literally are I'm doing research. Yeah, I'm doing research to find out, and that's why I'm so invested in it. I'm not advocating people roll like me because clearly my game is so tilted um, towards developing one skill, one side of the skill, so I don't develop my guards and attack so much. They're actually getting better because I understand more defense also, but I guess if I would invest time, they will get faster, better, but they get better still. Uh, And uh, so my research is to find out about all about defense, early one, late one, middle one, whatever. And uh, so I, as a coach, would have a better answer uh, for for my people, and that's that's like literally what I do. And obviously, you need attacks. I never said you don't. You know, that's like a, that's even silly to assume that I'm not aware of that. You know, I would be that dumb after 23 years in jujitsu. But I don't care about that. So I I have a niche research. Other people are studying attacks. Let them do it. My research is there. And um, and people misunderstand that is like this is how I promote rolling and this is the way you should roll. Like I said, I never said that. And uh, I'm really interested, uh, like in all honesty, like all aspects of defense, the structures, the denial, you know, the mid range and late range and submission defenses, how to stay in submissions, uh, the the you know the longest, and then uh, even in the longest that the attacker will quit and open up submissions. Uh, because we have evidence of that in matches and stuff. Some people can't finish, and I want to mimic that. I want to find out. And uh, I guess that's that has created a misunderstanding that this is what I promote. And why why defense? Why so much? And I guess other people can take what is useful, you know, from my work, whatever, and use all, all, all also offense if they want, obviously. Uh, but that is like, I'm trying to be always like very blunt about it this is what i do and i find it's very very hard for people to understand my commitment to that niche and i'm always like but you find in you know i guess i'm not calling myself a scientist per se you know what i I'm, i guess i'm using scientific process as much as i understand it whatever you know testing at everything and you know accepting the results and changing and, and everything about that uh, i'm not academic um and uh but i always say like you have specialized research in academia you know in different fields people just study narrow fields and nobody's saying like no 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 you sh- this is you why doing this you know no you can find out and they're specialists you know and why is that not accepted and i i find you know that is very the resistance i always meet that why you're so invested and why you're so specialized why you of course you you know you why don't you develop attacks i was like i don't have time for that uh other people are doing that other people are developing leg locks and uh, you know all the transitions and everything i'm invested in that so so i i don't know how to say it better that that the message will go through uh and uh, that's i find it's i get that question a lot all the time like uh, and it's only defense. No, 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 guys, you need also attack, attack, you know? Yeah, no shit, Sherlock, you know? So so why why is that so so difficult, and why that specific route is, like, um, hard to accept? 
because I guess I can do it. That actually keeps me ticking also in jiu-jitsu because I've done it 23 years. It is boring. Jiu-jitsu is boring. And that um, that research keeps me ticking, gives me purpose. I, I wake up in the morning, I want to do it, you know. I want to have new thoughts to test. And I'm still, even till this day, I'm coming up new ideas about side control bottom. Actually, it happened like a week ago. I will test it here in Finland right now. I guess I asked some during the break, I asked some people. I've tested already outside Estonia. And this is interesting what I can do inside dominant positions like a cross face underhook. And what I do, and I still find out new ideas to test inside control. And I'm fascinated by it, you know, because I have to turn, I have to turn over every stone, every idea, you know, and I'm getting really deep. I'm also sometimes getting lost in there, uh, but I like it. I want to, I feel like I understand and uh, I have a, like some driving, driving me and I want to solve the problem because I think compared to how much some upper body things and leg locks and even leg lock defense are advanced. I still feel the upper body side of jiu-jitsu, uh, like positional defense and stuff, they're not at the same level. They're not studied at the at the same uh, level as even like leg locks or submissions, whatever. And I, I don't know why is it. I think it's still we're a little bit like 80s. We're flat, having our frames, you know, and everything. There's way more things we can do. And, um, and I want to give my, you know, I want to be a part of that. I want to give my input. I want to change that. I want to make it better because as my experience, I know that it can be different. And then I see, you know, YouTube, we still teach, you know, bridging and shrimping as a, as a main thing, usually as side control. I was like, I've held people down with crossface underhook and I've told them bridge now, you know, and they can't. And I was like, yeah, but we're teaching white belts, bridge and shrimp. And now if I had a resistance in that cross-face underhook grip, I just add a little bit pressure. You can't do it. And so why we're, why we're telling this to white belt? Um, I did that also as a coach uh, in the beginning. And then when somebody couldn't escape, I told try harder, you know. And it was like stupid, stupid answer. But now we know that we were stuck and uh, we should not give them that. And we should already do this and that. So... Um, I also, I, um, I see the problem. So, and, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really deeply invested into that and, and, um, maybe this kind of talking about it, maybe, maybe explains something and maybe people have some follow-up questions and, but, um, I find it's like, it's for very, very hard time to, to understand for people, my commitment to that side. Being as someone who has played this for, let's say, six years, and um, as much as it's a, a joke, being a dictator and making sure that everyone follows it in the gym and giving no one a choice um, is that good defense breeds better offense. Has been like the one. Well, I mean, I've I've visited your gym. I've been to Estonia. I've been to your previous location. Haven't been to Estem yet. How weird. Um, I haven't been to Estonia since 2019. Yeah, you've been avoiding that. I haven't been invited. I'm not going to turn up uninvited. Also, um, also true. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> you're never there and I'm not invited. Like, as, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to come to Estonia. Um, but rolling at your gym, like everyone's 
hyper aggressive. Um, like they they attack with meaning. You know, I've rolled with Lisi. Um, I've rolled with a lot of your black belts and brown belts and purple belts, and they are aggressive. Um, I also hear that a lot about my students. Is oh, fighting fits quite an aggressive gym. Um, yeah, we're the defensive bunch. Um, and it's because that whole, I, I say, objectivity moment of it is that better defense will breed better offense. But if you're the outlier in the gym and you're the only person doing it, it's going to feel weird. Uh, if you're the only person just playing a defensive posture and everyone else can't, like, can't really get their head around what the hell this person does, is doing. Um, but when it's across the board, like, you know, one of my, my, my prime directives right now is um, not playing guard. Like, you cannot, I will not allow you to fall over. Um, and then you suddenly realize, holy shit, what I thought I knew about sweeps is terrible. Because when someone denies, has good defense and doesn't fall over, um, you suddenly realize how poor your attacks really are. Um and then there's that catch-up period of, right, okay, well, if we're all doing this, if we're all uniform, good defense, our attacks have to catch up to this defense now. And give it six months, and all of a sudden, those attacks become hyper-aggressive. And a prime example is your armbar escape. Is that, um, you know, if, if you just lie on the floor and no one can have, you know, if they, the, the defense isn't good to an armbar, then you think your arm bars are good. Then if you have a someone do a good reverse hitchhiker, good defense, you suddenly realize, oh shit, my arm bars are terrible. Like my ability to latch onto the shoulder, my control over this is dog shit. Exactly. Like if you're if everyone looks good if the defense is awful. Um but again I think it's it's you know maybe some issues in, in the the meta of how jujitsu is taught is it's always a positive action. That there has to be a doing part of the drill. Like this is the move we're doing to escape this. Instead of do nothing. Here's a, here's a safety position. And you know I, I I've obviously taught around this and and shown the defensive postures. It's just wrestling. Like covering your armpits and having a good posture, and not letting someone behind your head and stuff like that, and, not, and denying underhooks. It's wrestling. Like running man, it's just an upright wrestling position. Yet we're not arguing that. We're not saying, oh, you should let people do a double leg on you and then fight from it. <laughs> that sounds mental. Um, like you deny these things and then the attacks have to get better. You have to find the sport. You have to find the window to actually attack because you're not just gifted terrible defense. It's really easy to take down people who have terrible upright posture. You come across someone who's got a good upright posture. Yeah, it's difficult, um, and oh, and again, that's you know, I, I understand the frustration of um, people looking at what you're doing, thinking, "Well, he doesn't do anything else." Yeah, well, he's just researching this. Is that a problem? And again, I, I see some of those discussions. Like, oh, yeah, but how would he survive against Craig Jones? Most elite black belts can't survive Craig Jones. What makes you think a forty-six-year-old Estonian's going to survive Craig Jones? <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> um, yeah, that is, it's always bad when you know the argument. I guess it's I call them. I call it a god argument. That oh, you know, somebody actually. I think again, Reddit. I think in some somebody said, oh, you know, Gordon Ryan will destroy you. You know, 
Yes. So <laughs> you 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 can't really bring a god like a god argument to the conversation, and then the whole YouTube has to be taken down. You know, like nobody can show any techniques because it wouldn't work on Gordon Ryan, or Gordon Ryan would just destroy you. So that is a god argument, and after that, the adult conversation is over. You know. So, and um, yeah, like you know, high level and. The high level is is um I think it's like a nice guide, but people say, oh, do what they do in high level. It's a good guideline in a way. But also a lot of things, you know, let's say who does it in a high level, whatever, I think it's a somewhat like a flawed argument because it weeds also out what works. Yeah. Uh, and you, then you really have to see, like I've seen Oliver Taza example do a lot of good defensive things even like a running manish and you know and there was a clip when he defended mika Calvao back takes and really using you know the crunches and stuff with hawkins and everything i'm not saying you know i just can explain it with what i know i'm not saying he did my stuff so to speak so there is plenty of let's say enough evidence in high level that how this might work you know and um but people can't find patterns uh, because there was one back back survival highlight of some, again, some Brazilian guy I can find out. I never, I'm not good at names. And somebody made a back survival highlight of one guy going through a bracket and, you know, doing the defensive, not my stuff in that sense. Just he was very good in defense. He was avoiding back controls and stuff and finally got like a title also. And uh, But somebody made a highlight of his defensive things. And then those patterns are really easy to recognize, you know, if he does small things here, one thing there, and there's long enough a break, you don't recognize the pattern anymore. So it's like always who does those things in high level, you know, so that's always really like a really, I think, sloppy argument always to say, um, and, uh, and like a lazy argument, like, I understand what they try to what they mean kind of like discredit me like or, or defensive stuff who uses that yeah defensive things are being used all the time in a high level uh, you just it's hard to recognize the pattern in a heat of the moment because most likely also you're not watching a defender sometimes you're watching also attacker a lot of times so you don't see what the defender actually does so certain like um, highlights will show that and um, I'm not, again, I'm not saying people are doing my stuff or something. So I'm saying I see what people do and I try to explain it as better as I can. And that's why we have, you know, there's certain structures, certain things. And I'm trying to explain what I see. And also, I guess, add to it. Maybe I discover something and then uh, also make it work. But a lot of the things I do, I've seen, you know, clearly turtle has i always said that like turtle has been inspired by eduardo Tellas. you know it's sad that we have so so few turtle players but he he was clearly one of the best you know there's others also people have pointed out to me but you know we could have army of them and but because we don't teach it and somehow Tellas is really good at it but we could easily uplift that skill and sport becomes better you know uh, because if somebody is good in leg lock defense and it goes around, now everybody's slipping heels, you know? They said, like, 
most likely it was like you know Danaher people were slipping heels and nobody else could in the early days but now everybody's slipping heels so it's like Telus is doing turtle we need more people doing Telus turtle or you know whatever the f- f- functional turtle so and uh, turning your back Telus was clear proof that turning your back can be efficient and it's not always equal back takes obviously I think he lost one time to Galvao and uh, there's some losses in his record uh, but also I think he took Pena's back even in some Nogi fight in in, in a world's Nogi worlds I think so a lot of the stuff he does in a very it's very high level and then the other I think the flawed argument is oh it's only one guy but it's one guy with 100 matches you know that also counts for something you know so and like you know sometimes people want to discredit tell us oh it's only one guy and only he does it you know and like why everybody else is not doing that what tell us does that is a totally different discussion and and i don't think it's even hard to find out that because if you go to let's say this is very like sounds very blunt if you go to average gym i want to see how much they teach like a good turtle you know they're most likely not spending like a crazy amount of time developing defense being in turtle, you know? So Telus spent enough time playing that because of, you know, the, the way he's built and also because of Terrea, obviously. That's the story that I've been told that um, they're, they're fine. But I think I think they had that before their skills and, you know, but uh, he was developing and using that against Terrea also. And if you compare what gyms are teaching, that's that's been... I'm not, it's not a fact, but that's been told to me that if you consider average gym, they're most likely going to teach guard, you know, guard passing, obviously, from the Rivas and all the crazy gee guards. And then sometimes it's uh, like, you know, like, like submissions and stuff, but, and then sometimes it's defense, you know, and that's, that's the sometimes it defense is the, is the problem. Yeah, we, we, it's so triggered towards like a passing, playing guard. And let's say maybe even attacks from side, whatever, from the back, bow and arrow. And then they show you, oh, defense is this. And then it's maybe one technique. And it's not even near, nearly like comparable how much we have figured out all the guard sequences, you know, grip sequences, how how much it's developed, it's how much is a, it's a head. And compared to how much is uh, missing from defense, you know, how much is not developed at the same degree as... Uh, even crazy guard passing or or side control, you would easily find like a you know open guard passing and playing videos. And then defense is I'm flat, I will do this escape, and there's some ideas, and then that's it, you know? There's more depth to that, you know. Why we're showing escapes, you know, cross face underhook, and this is side control escape. Why side control escape isn't like baseline would be they have nothing, they have the body control, I'm there. You know, so certain standards and mindset is also, um, I think it's missing a little bit. What is considered side control? What is, why it's not considered like turtle is the like default position even, you know? Um, and after that, it's side control. You know, turtle is going to world between the worlds. So there's a lot of stuff, I think, if you really would start to like uh, look honestly about how we do things. And I also think that, you know, you see like, they're not done right, so to speak. And I think it's time management also. You do what gives you the biggest bang of the buck. So 
you teach attacks. Yeah, you teach passing. I think also against the good guys, that's the, I think that's the stuff you see the most. If, if people are equal, you play more passing, more guard, you know. And then when somebody is better, I guess, or something, they can dominate, then more dominant positions happen. And um, But I think it's time management. I think you teach in a regular class what gives the, I don't know, biggest bang of the buck, so to speak. And if I teach maybe defense, then the, the worry might be that, oh, you need to know how to attack, you know, so to speak. But I think it's actually other way in a way that, if you teach people good defense, they might figure out the attacks by themselves because they have freedom to explore because they're not getting stuck, you know? I've seen it also uh, happen. I'm not saying it's the best way, but I'm saying that people maybe see it in a way that doesn't maybe, oh, we're not doing like 50% defense in our class. It's usually like less than 20, whatever, if you consider defense. So, and that's why people have a hard time defending and they're losing when they're defending and it's getting crushed when they're defending because they're not spending enough time on there so i really think like if you make them you know untappable then i think they start to figure out their attacks by themselves also by watching matches because they have a delivery system it's like teaching people boxing defense good footwork bobbing weaving ducking slipping you know and then you can tell them you can hit now also you know so hitting comes where you're really safe. I'm not saying you should do that. I think you should teach both in that sense. Uh, but I'm saying if your defense is really good, you can hit anytime you want. And you can figure out how to hit them because you're free. But if you only have hits, like, you know, punches, and you don't have defense, you have to hit all the time like crazy because if you stop, you get punched in the face. I, I don't think that's a healthy strategy. And other sports like boxing, example, it's very, very obvious that boxing needs a very, very strong defense. Boxing is not how to hit people. Boxing is not how to get, how not to get hit. And boxing emphasizes on defense is it's way bigger than in I think in jiu-jitsu because they need it because it's a head trauma, it's a brain damage. So just teaching people how to attack and then okay go spar and both people know how to attack and there's shitty defense. What will what would you think will happen? You know, somebody gets a, like a concussion. So it has to be safety first. And then we box, you know. And jiu-jitsu, I don't feel it's it's that. So again, I'm biased, but I think the, you know what I mean. Weirdly enough, so I went to a uh, Ryan Hall seminar. Um, Stop mentioning Ryan Hall. <laughs> he's fantastic. I know, um, no, just, it's a, I know, Ryan Hall, cool, cool. I know, he's great. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's sticking up for what you're about to say. You'll see, you'll see the relevance. He's turning his back and telling people in Bernardo Farnia video, "Don't shrimp, don't shrimp, turn your back, get up," you know. And I was like, "What?" And so Ryan, yeah, he's a guard guy, but now he's like, "No, don't shrimp, turn away, get up." I was like, "Oh no, Ooh. he's very much in the get up world." Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, sorry, yeah. One thing that he said uh, at a seminar I recently went to. Two things. Um, He's got the strangest analogies. Uh, I was sitting with Mirkatsu and we were like, "What? where is he going with this? Um, is that he said that... Um, he asked the question, what would war be like if you were immortal? And we were all sitting there like, what? <laughs> like, where are you going with this? He said that if you, if you knew you couldn't be killed, 
if you knew you were invincible, you could just walk up to the other other side and just shoot them all in the head. Like it'd be so easy. Um, it's just saying that you know, if you, if your defense is good, you can choose what attacks you want. Um, and uh, there was something else. That was, I understand. Was... It's make, in a way, it make, yeah. In, in a way, it makes sense. I understand. And he made the point of, uh, you know, is one of the media sensationalizations of the UFC is it's always that conversation of, oh, this person, you know, can, can punch a car in half and all this kind of stuff. Or this, you know, it's like being hit by a Ford Escort. Like, it's like, fantastic. Great. I don't want to get hit by anyone. Like, I don't care how hard you hit. I don't care if you are you know, the heavyweight champion or in the flyweight division. I don't want to get hit in the face by you. And he said, you know, using the American analogy is that, you know, it's always like, you know, this, this bullet can vaporize a moose. And it's like, couldn't give a shit. Like, I don't want to get shot in the chest. I don't (laughs) care how big your bullets are. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to get hit. And so what matters more to me, how good my attacks are or how good my defense is. If I become immortal, if I can't get shot or I can't get hit, I can choose what I want to do then. My attacks can have their own flair. But what means more to me is not getting hit in the first place and making sure my defense is good. I think even Lachlan, who was on here a couple of weeks ago, he even said like uniform um, defense has to be uniform and then offense can have your own flair. Um, so there's, there's no argument that, you know, at pretty much every level is this idea that defense has to be there. Like you have, you know, like John Jones, arguably one of the best MMA fighters of all time. I think it's only been taken down once. So it means his takedown defense is fantastic. Now, if he had shit takedown defense, he probably wouldn't be as good as he is. Like, he brought, you know, if he was just slinging hook, you know, uh, slinging leather all the time and just hoping for the best, he ain't going to be there. Like, GSP, again, another person who just can't be taken the fuck down. Brilliant defense. He can then choose what he wants to then fire back at you. Um, but like I said earlier, it has to be, you know, when when you first learn boxing, you know, I did six years of Muay Thai. It's clunky as hell. Like your your footwork's all over the place, your head movements all shit. Um, like you you know you you don't deserve to throw a punch for a while because your defense just you don't know how to move. Um, yeah, a lot of jujitsu is as I say positive action. It's oh you have to have the best attacks, you have to have the best submissions, you have to have the best entries, you have to have the best passes great fantastic um that's just bigger bullets again like just offense 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 you know offense is the best defense have bigger bullets and the other person you know would be dead first i don't want to get shot in the first place because you may still shoot me first so i'm going to work on my defense and then if you can't shoot me if i know that i am you know i can just slip every shot you have i can do what the fuck i want to you like this is fantastic um but I think the the I say the 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 postures that's it, you you mentioned earlier they do exist in the wider sphere. Like I say you know grill chicken open guard is what you got from watching Braulio. Um and then you can you know when when you have that super tight open guard that people can't get past, then you can do what you want. Um, so it does exist out there, but you've just essentially condensed it down into these you know infinity gauntlet like nuggets um and it looks weird for people because i say then you're having white belts being super clunky they're playing guard and going oh jumping into running man or or hawkins or or any of those positions or turtle it's like oh 
this feels weird. Like he's doing a very condensed version of this. Like ADCC, we were, I was watching it last year. Was it last year? And people were playing the very similar turtle. Not exactly yours. They were have like almost like a Naruto arms out the back defending their ankles. But they're still defending their armpits. And I'm like, it's there. Okay, it's not exactly the same. You know, you know, the but the the logic of defending your armpits, keeping your posture, defending these these uh, important spaces is right there. This person is doing it. It's just blended into their attacks. Like, you know, good boxing is slipping a punch and then firing one back. It isn't like being static, eating 10 shots into your, into your arms and then firing one back. But that's basic boxing. That's day one boxing. That is clunky. Here's offense, here's defense. You haven't tied them together yet. But eventually they blend up. I had a fantastic role in Ireland uh, a couple of years ago. And it was just like a boxing fight. This guy had also been studying your stuff. He had a really good defensive postures. And we were both, it was like literally just like cover, cover, throw attack, cover. And we we're both just doing it. And we sat there at the end of it. It was like, that was fantastic. Like that was, it felt like good sport. Like you, you know, I'd, you'd open up, I throw attack, you know, I might have caught you, then you defended, then you, you turned around, you threw one back, and I'd, I'd cover. And it was like, oh, this is awesome. It's one of the best roles I've ever had. Um, but it was very much we could read each other like, okay, this is the gap. I need to attack now. Shit, right? No, it's a, a, my attack's missed. Cover, cover, attack. Um, but that's only come from years of doing this and understanding the sporting aspect. So to then, I say, you know, uh, some reading those, some of those Reddit comments, it's like, oh yeah, when someone goes to preposition, I'm really good at wrestling. I'm just going to like crush their diaphragm and shit. It's like, you probably would have done that anyway. <laughs> if you're, you know, if you're a high level wrestler, um, like again, because I've I've been travelling on this idea of uh, posturing up, standing up. As people will say, well, what what if I'm against a, a D1 wrestler? Should I stand up then? I'm like, are you asking me? Should you stand up against the elite level grappler? Like, well, it doesn't matter what you do if you're against a D1 wrestler. Like, if you're on your back, they're gonna fucking kill you. Like, it doesn't matter if you're standing either. <laughs> like to to think that jujitsu gives this. Uh, otherworldly you know you know safety like no no even if even if they're an elite level re- uh grappler in a different in a in an adjacent sport you'll still be good in jiu-jitsu no you won't <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's not how this game works um i can see it the exact like i say like this whole idea of oh you know would, would preet survive gordon ryan would you yes. <laughs> go on then yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yes go on show, show, does I that mean your jiu-jitsu is worthless now from gordon ryan yeah, yeah but it's, it's it's all these fallacies no, no. like yes i i know my i know my level i know my level and yeah so it's it's not the point that i will survive gordon ryan you know i i think there has to be a method to survive you know and somebody at his level physicality and stuff and would even you know how would gordon ryan survive gordon ryan you know so i want to see that so but one thing also I, I, I kind of wrote down that I wanted to mention that it seems to be, yeah, I'm always blaming others. Um, let's say people have seen some of my work, and uh, but what they don't see is like how everything, let's say, I feel this, I, I kind of, you know, is it right or wrong? But that's kind of the fa- feel I get. It's they haven't seen the, let's say, the fo- whole system, let's say first, and they, they haven't seen the advancements of the system, you know? Because first our running man was knee up, you know, and then we closed the knee because people started to do more cradles, you know. 
and leg lock entries on that leg. And that's why also my prediction is why power ride works if you do actually running man legs wrong. And I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole and say like, oh, if somebody um, somebody loses in running man to power ride, you do it wrong. So if you do it right, you can't lose. You know, it's like I'm moving the goalpost a little bit. Like, no, it's you doing it. If you lose, it's not my, my stuff anymore, you know? So, but there's some truth to that in that sense. What I'm saying is like, it's specific. And it's very, 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 very often when um, I correct running man structures on people, like, you know, put your knees together and everything. And uh, people have, I don't know, hard time from videos copying me somehow. But running man also, these days, we play running man on our elbow post. You know, let's say. Uh, these days, I play turtle head on a mat, seal feet. I play elbows on a mat, turtle. I play straight arms on a mat, turtle. Uh, I play toes on a mat, not toes on a mat. I play sideways turtle, like I said, elbow on a mat. Uh, and the structures, let's say, have evolved. Yeah. And we have added things, you know, because we had to. And I'm also exploring. I could never thought that, you know, straight arm turtle was a good thing because it's, you know, referee position NCAA because it's kind of looks too open. Uh, but I I started to do it and then. Obviously, people have seen Greg Jones talk about it and Greg Jones, you know, doing it also. He he weirdly does very similar things and I'm very, it's awesome to see, so to speak, the back structure and turtles and stuff. So I'm really enjoying that that he has also made like a, a pretty, pretty cons- considerate deep dive towards defense, you know. And uh, I don't know, I've never talked to him, so I don't know uh, his mindset and the goal and does he keep doing that or you know it would be interesting to kind of hear his thoughts in some point or you know somebody would ask him in a podcast or something uh, but uh, uh, but but uh, yeah so the structures if i you know because first of all we didn't have structures so we came up with structures uh, that we thought that were good and then the attacks had to adapt to those structures and then we could then we could you know fine tune them still so some of the, you know, let's say people got also, let's say, jokingly wrong structures because first we did uh, turtle toes on a mat. Yeah. And then because it was like a half answer a little bit because the turtle we promoted and there's also DVD about it. The upper body information is really good, you know, because that that kind of turtle head on a mat, elbows and everything. Um really shut down the upper body attacks, you know, seatbelts, stars, anacondas, everything. But then people adapted and then everybody became like ankle picker, you know, because that was the weakness. But I'm also saying this happens in a lot of different research. You figure out something that you have the best theory to explain. And what about that guy's theory is good and explaining that, but he can't explain this. And but still the search continues, you know. So they're not saying, oh, it's shit, you know. So, okay, but we we use that what we can and then like okay that we can't answer okay search continues so now then we added you know that seal feet and now we're making elbows post and straight arm post to make our actually the there's the feet very heavy so there's not really ankle picks it's very very hard and uh, now we discovered that it's actually surprisingly difficult compared to how open it looks uh, take the back when it's straight arm turtle i've taught it using ecological approach uh, and that's funny because actually I don't know techniques. I don't know how, why it works. Uh, 
but I could use it. I could teach it actually using ecological approach by creating uh, experiences in people. And they, they actually made it work. And everybody was super surprised. But I was like, guys, if you would ask me a technique why it works, I couldn't say. But uh, when, I make, when I make you do it four hours, I, I actually can make it work. And so that was really like, I found that ecological approach being very efficient, uh, teaching my early findings. Uh, usually I don't release information that early because I have to figure out the techniques and stuff to teach it. But using ecological approach, I could actually uh, introduce my ideas to people early and in, in an earlier research stage and then actually have really interesting results. And then... Uh, with their help and everything maybe even the develop techniques further you know they're like early adapters that i can you know introduce information and i at first i couldn't do it with the typical technique method because that's why it usually takes a, a while to figure out so i was really happy i just recently did it like a couple of weeks ago and uh, so people have to consider also like but i always say like stay connected because i've met people that said uh, oh, Preet, after two years, you know, oh, Preet, you changed your turtle, now your toes on the mat. I invested so much time to fixing my toes so my toes can bend, you know. And uh, But now you say it's changed, uh, you know, what the, what the F, you know. I'm like, but that's what you get for not staying connected for two years. And then you take something, you run with it, and then you don't care what I do else. And maybe I'm saying I was wrong or, you know, or maybe we add things. So my message to people also who, who uh, let's say, find it interesting what I do, try to stay connected to my recent, I don't know, research discoveries. See how it's changed. Not everybody uh, is, is you know, off track, you know, but I find some people have taken something and like a gospel and they ran with it. And after a year, we, we tweaked it a bit or changed. And they're like, oh, now it changed. What, what do you mean it's changed? I was like... I'm always going to change my mind because we need attacks to be adapted and then we can go on, you know, it's not an easy process, you know, and uh, so I don't know, I, I even just, you know, I don't know how, when do you have to leave or when I have to leave, but I don't know if this conversation actually helps anything <laughs> to solve or does it create more questions or can we even answer things that, you know, we're answering problems that people have said towards me, uh, but I find we address some 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 of it, you know. But I'm actually interested to see what happens when you release this, and and um, it is is like some questions now answered, and we can we weeded out some, and then we have let's say three questions left that people have, you know, because we had ten, but now we have three, and then like preach, you do this, 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 but then I then I know better what I'm fighting, you know, because first is like a information flow and just like random shit thrown at me you know i was like okay let's weed something out and let's see what questions stick you know and that what actually the problem is so that's why i also appreciate you doing this podcast and we can freeform talk and also you have the experience of doing that and so you're i don't have to explain you anything we can just talk about it and and you can lie about your experience everything being working and everything is being good you know and you know Haha, ha, I made a joke. So I told some people that I have to do at least one joke, you know, a good one. So I kind of sneaked <laughs> it in right now. So I'm sorry about that. But yeah, it, it's um, so that's, that, you know, that's why I appreciate that 
I, I know you had a podcast, but I was like, never like, Chris, you want to talk about it? But I guess the, the initiation, I, I really appreciate it, came from you kind of, you know, like, let's do it, you know? So yeah, I, I didn't want to usually, I don't usually contact podcast people saying like, let's do a podcast. Because even if, you know, you're you're kind of my almost good friend. So, but it's still, I feel oh. like, yeah, I still, I feel like, uh, like you know, it the, as a podcast, I, I don't want to abuse our relationship of like, oh, Chris, you know, let's take me to the podcast. I, I was really appreciating that you asked me actually, you know, because it is your platform and your audience and everything. So, and um, yeah, so I hope it, whatever we have questions left or don't, I hope it, we kind of solved some of it, the mystery, you know? No, I think uh, I, I, the initial kind of salvo of, um, I said I've said this to you before. And I said that you know we should make a video and like I do your stuff, but I'm essentially translating it, which is essentially what I've been doing anyway for the past four years. Is uh, or doing my best interpretation of it. Um, as I said, it's because of how detail heavy you are with things, it can get get lost in the mix. And this idea that uh, you are doing something specific, a niche. Um, and uh, you know that's why I kind of understood my kind of place in it is that um, I'm not that heavy into the niche. I don't explain details as much. Like you know, I always make the joke that when you first came over to my gym to do grilled chicken open guard, it took 16 hours. Um, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, there's to think there's 16 hours in there of details. Um, but also, I get the same. Uh, kind of feedback because i've obviously been now giving stuff out. i've been a black belt for four and a half years giving this stuff it's been four years since that first video dropped it was 2019 good god um but people listen to that and go oh but do you still do this i'm like no that's four years ago like if you're allowed to go in four years probably from like blue belt to maybe your brown belt i'm allowed to get better as well like why aren't i allowed to grow if i've said something four years ago and all of a sudden I'm saying, oh, i don't do that anymore oh why are you changed have you? Did you change in the past four years? Like, I hope so. If I haven't changed in the past four years, I'm a terrible human being. Like, I've just been sitting on the same shit and like playing, you know, playing Final Countdown over and over again. Like, no, I'm I, I'm progressing as well, and it's one of the reasons why you know when we first had the conversation about putting what I do on inf- on on videos, like, I felt uncomfortable because I know that. By the time I've said it, it's wrong. You know, as soon as it's out there, it's like, oh yeah, but I know. You know even if a week has passed, I know more now. Uh, I think that's the like you say about keeping uh, connection with what you do is that uh, with defensive BJJ is that yeah, things change. Like you know, you're you're fortunate as you travel the world, visiting many black belts. And again, like you know, the argument is all you know, has he ever used it in competition? Yeah, but does he roll against people who compete? Like he, go, he travels like you do seminars literally every weekend around the world and go to 10 camps a year like i'm pretty sure some of the most recent camps there were like 45 black belts like does he get to you know train with good people there's 45 black belts there like you tell me other circumstances where there's an opportunity to train with 45 other black belts um does it work against them though yeah they whinge um so it boggles my mind but that means you then get experience of going right okay well yeah sometimes you lose that's fine 
sometimes I, you know, make a mistake and something doesn't work. Or I'm like, oh, that's not that's strange. But then that's growth as you go, right, okay, let's figure that out. And, you know, someone then can look at, you know, what I did three years ago and go, oh, yeah, but you use turtle like this. I don't even, I don't use uh, elbows, you know, head on the mat, elbows in turtle. I'm very much, I play referee position. Um, but I'm aware of my armpit space. And so if I need to cover, I'll cover. But it's now blended. Um I guess that's the problem with, with taking video. It's essentially just a, a picture. It's many pictures. It's a snapshot in time. And once that moment has passed, that's almost like saying, oh, you have a you have a beard now. You didn't have a beard when I last saw you. Yeah, because I've grown one. <laughs> it is, you know, and with Reddit, there's a problem, you know, in a way you never know uh, who you're talking to. Some people have the, you know, black belt patch and stuff. But it's... What's bad about the Reddit is it's on, you know, that's it's not face to face, and always, you know, it's been internet joke, I guess, that people are always nicer when it's face to face, even if they dislike you, so to speak. I think just spamming and giving your opinions out, it's very easy, and you can be, you know, not accountable. So Reddit has, for me, a little bit. I'm not trying to be cynical here, like you know. Uh, you know, I don't. Nobody likes me or whatever. But he's he's been a little bit. He's it's echo echo chamber a little bit, you know. And um, I think it's very hard medium to dis uh, use uh, kind of discuss things. That's why I always propose the video. I'm still saying that if somebody wants watching this podcast and like, oh, can you you know, pre can you talk this and this? I have questions. Let's talk. I'm willing to do it. Um, and most likely, I would say, because I want people to be accountable and also I want to be accountable, let's film it, we record it and put it publicly up, you know? And uh, I know it weeds out certain people because they have to show their face and they, they have to now, you know, I don't know, be intelligent and they just can't go ape shit on me and just start screaming. But I want intelligent conversations about things where both equal sides are like, you know, having arguments and stuff. And then we can agree to disagree and everything. So, um, and uh, so I find that I would love more discussion about it. That you know, you ask some questions. I would really love some other people ask me questions because they can ask it differently. And um, I would, I would really want that. So I would, in a way, I'm not worrying about it that my message is fuzzy and people don't know what I do. You know, they do. Just Reddit seems to be. Uh, there are enough people in Reddit also, I guess, that will like defend me, so to speak. But I don't feel that people don't get my message. Yeah, I feel some people don't get my message. And some of those people are very vocal about it. And it makes it sound like, you know, nobody gets the message. But I don't think the overall scene is that. So that's why I'm not really trying to be like, oh, desperate, like doing this. I like the slow growth. Uh, I like the slope spread because then I can weed out the bugs and um, I don't want it to be hype um, and uh, I want it maybe people can hype it they're saying oh this is the best thing ever uh, no I don't say that I just do my stuff keep my uh, you can keep my head on the ground and you know do my things and I want it to be slow growth I want it to spread when it actually works and people are spreading it you know for me when it works and I have a, want to have that in a little bit like laid back attitude, 
but because I'm getting filmed, you know, and a little bit like, you know, taken out of context, that's as usual. And it's out there all the time. So it might spread faster because it's the information age, you know. Uh, but I'm still myself, I'm trying to advance it slowly. But, but and then because my classes are being filmed and stuff, and let's say in Club Turtles, I don't mind that actually. The, the spread is also a little bit faster that may be needed. And then it meets certain resistance, uh, you know, it reaches people differently. So that's expected. And I don't, I don't mind that. And uh, I'm really int- honestly interested of healthy discussions. And uh, if somebody wants to have that, like you or, you know, some other podcast that people invite me to, I'm willing to explain myself and uh, to understand more about myself. You know, I would even say like this because more if people ask different questions, I have to understand myself differently. So I think it's very important that, you know, like typical interviewers, you know, like athletes, they say everybody asks the same question. How did it go? You know, and then you answer the same thing like 20 times to different TV channels, you know, and finally it's super boring, you know, like a, like a machine, like da 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 I think it's important to ask different questions. Um, and so not only the same ones, you know. And I'm not saying every podcast should be all different, but I just, you know, here and there, one, two different questions. And I think it just randomly happens anyway when people have me in podcasts. So, and even Reddit, but uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, do we have anything else? No, I think uh, that's a, a good opening discussion. Uh, hopefully... I say it's surprising how many people listen to this podcast. I not surprising. I'm 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 happy for it, but it picks up a a weird amount of numbers every week. Uh, so hopefully some discussion does come out of this. Um, I look forward to the questions that are going to appear on all various platforms. Um, so and and you know I'm always available. I don't have such a busy schedule such as you. Although I am, I am off to Tbilisi in Georgia um, as of this week, which is that's going to be. I'm going to explain standing up and wrestling to Georgians. So let's see how that one goes. Um, they're like a, it's a wrestling country, you know. Yeah, I'm going to have the best time. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm I'm asking also this that let's say if we do this, we put it out, people comment and everything. You know, you get some feedback. Are you willing to do part two or yeah, yeah. out of the comments that people give you? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm saying like, you know, once once uh, Tbilisi and Munich and uh, imagine you get back from Zenkamp or, or any of those things, yeah, do round two. Uh, I am, this is an easy setup for me. It's not like I have to plan hard. It's I turn my computer on. Um, so if your okay, schedule cool, allows cool. it, then... We'll do round two, because, we'll do round three. Um, yeah, because, yeah, I think it's like when we blabber and stuff, so maybe people can go like, yeah, but you missed that question and that question. What about this? So then we can specifically for. go towards the, some specific questions, you know, and then it uh, we can go around that that actually people really are curious about. So, yeah, if you're willing to do that, I really appreciate it. No, absolutely. Um, so anyone listening to this, all of you listening to this, not anyone, it's all of you now, um, please send in uh, you know from this initial uh discussion like i say it's it's hearing what preet does hearing uh there is it is a niche thing it is like it, it it definitely goes against the grain that you you know 
when it comes to regular jiu-jitsu trying to win in every sparring you know i say it's it's one of those aspects that people treat sparring as their main form of competition um working on defense how to blend defense into offense where that information is i think that's actually the thing that i'm focusing more on now because i you know there's no point in me doing defensive details that's that's your deal sir but when it comes to like blending how i get out of the defensive postures to offense again it's something i'm i'm currently creating um but obviously you know you have escapes and and all that information coming out on defensive bjj um so yeah, anyone uh, who has questions for this, go onto the Discord channel. There's a link on the on the YouTube video for this for the Discord, or just leave a YouTube comment. Um, uh, we both are available on Instagram. I'll make sure I put Preet's handle uh, in the YouTube description as well, or just uh, Preet Michelson. Um See that? That see is that. some butchering. <laughs> see that? I, I purposely did. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, Available on Instagram. Uh, we're both highly accessible. Um, yes, drop us a line and we'll do round two of this probably early to mid-October. Um, cool. I can get this out. This is going to be out. Like, we're recording this Saturday the 23rd. Uh, I'm going to have this out by Sunday 24th. So, Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Like, turnaround time is fantastic. Uh, yeah, so get uh, we'll both share this so please get those questions in and uh we'll do round two probably mid-october uh, and we'll answer all those questions i'll save them up um cool. thank you for your time sir enjoy your seminar day um i'm going back to bed <laughs> i will have a coffee and then i yeah, go to go to uh, show some talk. defensive shit talk more jujitsu um yes. cool, cool. although i talking about you know i know you do the sword and shield stuff with raul Maybe do some shield and lesser shield at some time. Yeah, so he picked that sword and shield. Uh, we, we could do like shield and shield, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to book us for that nonsense seminar, here we are. Like, drop us a message. Um, yeah. Your, your schedule is pretty fucked up, but mine's pretty open. I have some room in 2025. <laughs> We're not going to be doing anything like that. All these defensive postures are dead by 2025. True. <laughs> Might be, yeah. We're <laughs> doing purely offense. Double thank sword you for attacks. That. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, thank you, sir. Have a brilliant day. Uh, yeah. And yes, this has been Villain Cast. Okay. <laughs>